SAFM 104-107 Nationwide. All right, so we continue the conversation. Uh, joining us on the phone today is Moloko Moloto, who is the spokesperson for the Sikukune District Municipality. Moloko, good morning to you. You, you know that um, you you and I know each other from our home province, Limpopo. So um, because you have been my good friend over the years, so I have a duty to be very hard on you during this interview. I have a, a duty to not let you get away with not answering questions. <laughs> there, I was hoping you would be kind. There will be absolutely no kindness from me. Um, I can always take you out for coffee to apologize. So, so Moluko, you heard the concern that's being raised by the resident there who's in Denilton that falls under the Elias Motswaledi area about access to water. What's happening? Well, thank you very much, Casey. Indeed, we had a complaint by a resident from Denilton, but let me just quickly give context. As much as the resident mentioned the Elias Motswale, the local municipality, that, of course, is the local municipality where Denilton, which is part of the Muzi area, by the way, is located. However, the district municipality is the water authority. So, in other words, when it comes to services, the local municipality will be responsible for your electricity, maybe licensing and all that and roads. And we are solely responsible as the Sikukuna District Municipality responsible for water. So the caller who mentioned that he is from Denilton, indeed the area um, has a problem of water supply. And the problem here, maybe if I were to provide context, um, the area of Denilton uh, which is just one part of Muze. Previously, was getting water from um, the J, Dr. J.S. Moroka local municipality from the neighboring Bumalang province. And the reticulation infrastructure that's on the ground has been supplying, of course, not the entire area of Muze. The problem was that, of course, at some point when they, the people of Muze were incorporated into Limbobo, the Sikukune district municipality had to take over. Now, the problem is that while they continue to receive water from that particular system, the issue was that the Mkombo Dam, which is where the Dr. J.S. Moroga sources water from to supply to the people of uh, that particular of, uh, area of Mbumalanga and the people of Muta, because as the district municipality, we contracted them to continue supplying the people of Denilton and Muse with water. The problem is that the Mkombo Dam filtered. In other words, uh, as, it, as time went on, there they were, you know, clay soil and sand, and as a result, it is continuously unable to produce enough water to give uh, to the people, all of them who were previously getting water. Now, that meant we had to intervene, obviously, through various ways. For instance, we would uh, supply them with water tankers, and that is not sustainable because it's an expensive exercise. And you would remember that uh, sometime last year, I think it was in February, the Minister of Water and Sanitation, Honorable Lindy Wesley came to move the area, wherein she pledged to give uh, 143 million rand. And that money was actually 
given to the Lepel and Northern Water, which is an entity of the National Department of Water and Sanitation, to implement, and I need to mention that it was an intervention, and a, a, a short and medium-term intervention. In other words, they have had to uh, look at um, identifying, for instance, the boreholes, resuscitating those that are yielding water. So that is an ongoing project. But separately, as I conclude, as the district municipality, of course, we are busy there, uh, Katie, with uh, the, the bulk water project, which essentially aims to source water from the Olifant River. And that is a project that is ongoing. Unfortunately, it is not a project that is likely to finish tomorrow. That is why that intervention had to come in. And of course, I'm, I, I can elaborate more in, in, in detail as to how far we are as time goes on. So, so you said that the Skukune district had been outsourcing the service of getting water to residents in this part of Denilton of Moze uh, that had been previously getting water from Mbumalanga. Are you still paying for that service? Well, indeed, we have to pay for it, Kathy, because remember, um, the Dr. J.S. Moroka is giving us this water. They have to source it from the Mkombo Dam, and they must treat it using their own facilities and supply to us. So, indeed, we have to pay for this water. But, but you've just said that there's no water that has been flowing due to uh, clay and all sorts of other things that, that, that have happened no, no, no. The, when I say this, there isn't enough water, Casey. Sometimes um, the taps would uh, have water. Sometimes there's no water altogether. So it's a combination of the continuous uh, supply, although it happens in drips and drabs from the uh, Dr. J.S. Mogoka. But during days when the people of the area do not have water, we have a responsibility of supplying them with the water tankers um, so that they can have water. Makalakaje Pasha is the chairperson of the Sikukune Residence Forum. Um, good morning and thank you so much for your time and for being on the program today. Good morning, Kezi, and good morning to your listeners. Mr. Pasha. When we look at the problems of water supply in the Sikukune District Municipality, they are far bigger than just the Motse area, as we have heard. Indeed. Uh, the problems, Casey, um, they almost cover the entire Sikukune. Um, Lord is correct. Um, there are various interventions that the government has done. But up to this far, uh, the problem, Katie, is more almost 24 years. I basically want to um, structure my, you know, to start really, to start off Katie um, by saying that, uh, you know, water, Katie, is a fundamental human right that is provided for the Bill of Rights. Mm. It's unfortunate that 24 years, almost 25 years later, as Kukun is still experiencing problem of water shortage. And uh, it's unfortunate, it also happened uh, almost 21 years after President Tabonbege declared as a noodle point for development. Uh, almost in 2001, um, having conducted ARA uh, in our area, identifying some of 
the problems that um, Skukun is experiencing, which among which one of them included the water provision. So the minister uh, of uh, the first white paper basically, the white paper um, on uh, water and sanitation, and then way back in 1994, identified water. In fact, when they talk about water, they said water um, uh, is one of yes, the lack of water basically um, is a sign of poverty and underdevelopment. Mm. Uh, when the government of the day raised the issue of water through uh, when Shukun was basically was identified as a nodal point for development. One of the issues that they wanted to deal with was the issue of the provision of water. So it's a problem all over Shukun. In fact, um, 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 the intervention of uh, Minister Libya in 2001 is just minuscule in the broader socio-economic, I mean, uh, um, water problem that the problems is going to experience. Why do you think there has been such little progress over the years in reducing this backlog of the provision of water? There isn't much, in fact. When they say there's water, uh, that's what Mulot was talking about, about the water tankers coming to villages providing people with water. There is no sustainable water supply in Sukuku. Not at all. Um, um, uh, the, uh, the district municipality, the province, and the Lepel and Northern Water, all these entities, mm. they conducted a whole lot of research on water provision in the area, but none of them ever come to fruition. All they do is to conduct a get consultant. Uh, I don't know how many pipes have been laid out around our area, but none of them has got the right water. So the issue of water, AKV, is a problem in our area. And I don't think that there's any intention. In fact, there's no, any, there's no intention uh, uh, from the municipality to ever resolve this matter. In fact, there are various studies that were produced by a number of academics mm. uh, who did study in around our area. And they, they, found, they made a very interesting observation about the manner in which um, the issue of water uh, is not, uh, we are unable to resolve in school. So it's a problem. Why do you think it is that um, the, the problem continues in the way that it has taken place, despite the fact that the municipality, of course, is allocated money every year? There is a budget that is supposed to deal with different aspects, whether it's the bulk infrastructure that is needed, uh, that money that goes towards the reticulation systems, etc. Well, our patronage. You know, uh, you know, municipalities, all these agencies, uh, you know, they, they, you know, it's all about patronage. I mean, my own observation is that it's about. I mean, if you identify water as one of the key priorities of the municipality, um, and 24 years later you still haven't resolved the single. I mean, okay, you haven't resolved uh, that water. There's no, there's no progress that you can really point out to and say that. This is how far I have gone. Mm. But what they have done in 24 years is very depressing to say things. Uh, people of Stukun need water more than anything else. And if the white paper, in 1994, when Minister Kadazma, the first uh, Department of Water and Sanitation, headed by Minister Kadazma, uh, raised the issue of water as one of the key uh, priorities that need to be addressed in our country. In fact, uh, President Mandela also been very, uh, very unimpressed when um, just 
when he was inaugurated, he made a statement that let be water for all. But uh, he didn't envision that you know, at this time uh, stage, we'll still not have water. So how do you get by as, as residents? How do you survive without water? Well, we've got three of us, you know, wells that we drink with wood, uh, with animals. Please, uh, uh, you know, people have to uh, travel a longer distance to get water. Sometimes municipalities correct to say that they send the water tankers to come in and provide us with water. But Casey, for you to understand the situation of water, you need to also understand that even our own hospital in Skukun, Jane is one of the biggest hospitals in our area. In fact, not only Jane First, a couple of these hospitals in our area, in Rita's and other, don't have sustainable water supply. They are provided. You know that for the past 10 years or 14 years or so, they've been getting water from water tankers. They don't have water. The, the hospitals have been getting water from water tankers? Yes. There's, there's a tender that is running, has been running for almost a month. will tell you about that. They've been running for almost 10 years today. The matter was raised even with the HOD of health, the HOD of uh, local government, and even the um, municipal, uh, municipal manager. To say that, how is it possible that you would pay such exorbitant uh, uh, fees to? Uh, 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 private tankers to provide the hospital with water for almost four years, mm. ten years. Moloko, is that true? Do, do hospitals in the districts not have water as well? Well, Casey, uh, perhaps try even answer that specific question. I think let me just quickly say, if, if historically in our districts, you, you you would be aware that uh, we are a predominantly rural district and but if you look at the data from Statistics south africa it indicates that 45.1 percent of households in our districts had no access to piped water in 1996 and the backlog was reduced to 42.9 percent in 2001 and further down to 24.8 percent in 2011. of course despite all this the latest financial statements um, in terms of the audit report says you still have a water infrastructure backlog at, of about 39 um, of, of about 32 percent. Well, well, I, I would not necessarily want to get into that dispute. I'm just citing the figures as they are contained in the um, statistics South Africa report but of course we are we are aware that households continue to grow there are more developments in the area but let me come to your specific question about hospitals uh, he mentioned jane fess indeed it is true jane fess is the hospital is currently receiving water through uh, tankers and that is a problem which the municipal uh, council has identified as an issue that must not be allowed to continue. To an extent that a decision was taken that in the financial year that will start in July, we will have to drill boreholes around the, the hospital. This is as we are awaiting, Casey, the completion of phase one of the Dehuob Nebo Plateau scheme, which means that the water treatment works that we are currently upgrading in the nearby Ramalikana. There's a pipeline that will have to go 
through Jane First Hospital, which will connect various villages. So once that particular phase is completed, Jane First will then be connected. So, so how long? How the, long has it been without water for? Well, it's been quite a long time. We acknowledge it's been quite a long time. But, um, but how long is a long time, Muloko? Well, it's been years, Katie. I may not know exactly how many years, but it's been quite a number of years that we acknowledge. Surely that speaks to the level of laxity that there is towards what is a really a crisis situation. I mean, you can't let a municipality, you can't let a hospital um, operate without water and rely on water tankers for, for supply. What kind of <laughs> impact does that have on the ability of the hospital to be able to run efficiently? Mm. No, that is very true. You know, the reality of the matter is that, for instance, if you look at the Jane First area, the main source which we are hoping will be able to supply both the household businesses as well as the hospital will be the the Duhuop Nebo Plateau bulk water scheme once it's online. The, 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 the situation we are faced with, Casey, is that as a municipality, we are dependent entirely on the conditional grants that we get from the national government. And for this particular project, of course, it's been docked by delays. Um, however, we are hoping that the, the commissioning of this particular bulk light from the Ramalekana water treatment plant, we're hoping that it will be commissioned in the next financial year starting in July. And that should be able to resolve the challenges that are facing the, the, the area. It's, it's absolutely unbelievable to me that, you know, a municipality would allow a situation where even a facility, an emergency facility such as a hospital, does not have access to sustainable water over a period of years. And only now, in the coming financial year, are you hoping that they'll be able to be some kind of progress for that? It's just, it's mind-boggling to me. It's 11.30, and Musa standing by. She's got the latest news headlines. I'll also be introducing Yolanda Nell, who is with Libelle Northern Water, to this conversation when we continue. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Our municipal watch feature today is focusing on the Sikukuna district municipality and the inability of the municipality to provide water. One of our listeners had raised the issue of access to water in Denilton, which forms part of the Motse area, uh, which is under the Elias Motswaledi district, Elias Motswaledi rather municipality. But of course, the water supply for that area comes from the Sukukune district. Unfortunately, when you look at the district as a whole, there's a poor track record of delivery of water supply. In fact, they were taken to court by some of the villagers, compelling them to supply water and deliver some of those basic services. So we're in conversation with the spokesperson for the municipality, Muloko Muloto. Uh, Yolanda Nell is with Lipele Northern Water and Magalakaje Pasha is the chairperson of the Sikukune Residence Forum. I'll also be taking your calls on this conversation on 011-714-2006, especially if you know what is happening there. Of course, uh, the municipality representative saying that they sent water tanks to the areas, uh, that there is sometimes 
a supply of water, but it's not sustainable. Unfortunately, the voice notes that we are getting so far uh, seem to dispute that quite vehemently. Uh, you can send your WhatsApp voice notes to 0614-104-107. In fact, I want us to play some of the WhatsApp voice notes that have come in on the subject and we'll continue the conversation with our guests. Morning, Kathy. I hear that first gentleman saying they are providing water for the villages on days that they do not have water. That is a lie. People are buying water there. I am from that area. My mother resides there. They buy water, 300. I don't know what he's talking about saying they are supplying water. Ooh, I cannot believe these politicians. That man, yeah. Hi, Oskethi. Uh, it's Mike here. Um, I'm from uh, the very same uh, village that uh, we're talking about now. I'm from Montwaning. Uh, that guy must tell you the truth. It's now been uh, uh, months and months without water. So that guy must tell you the truth. Uh, they even have uh, this, this, this other project that has been running for seven years now, but still no water supply. He must tell the truth, please. Moloko? Yes, thanks, Katie. Well, the one of the challenges that we have particularly, um, okay, before I even come to the municipal part, across the district, is that we do not have sufficient trucks that will be able to reach every village. That is just the difficulty that we have. Now, if you have... If you go to Muta, for instance, the challenge that we have is that trucks, about 13 of them, were provided to us as the district municipality as part of the intervention because there was a drought in that particular area of Muta. The problem that we have encountered continuously is that we have particularly people from the business, local business sector who continuously... Um, when they are unhappy, of course, with the fact that uh, some of the projects perhaps they are not benefiting as they would wish, they stop some of these projects, and that is just one of the difficulties we encounter. But now and then, when as and when we are able to, um, whatever problem that we will be discussing with this particular business people, as and when we agree we are then able to send those so, 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 Moloko, so Moloko, you are acknowledging that the district fundamentally is failing even in in being able to get water from water tankers to people that need it as an intervention or interim measure well we are acknowledging that uh, we are not able to provide it sustainably Casey. That is an admission the municipality acknowledges because the backlog is surely enormous. No one is denying that. But but what are people supposed to do? You are the municipality. When you throw your hands up in the air and say there's nothing that we can do, what are you expecting? The ordinary residents that are reliant on that service to be able to do? Of course, it is... Um, a serious issue, which we are definitely not even trying to downplay. Um, but the problem that we are facing is that in some areas, for instance, the sources 
of water which would be a dam. They are far away from those dams and we would rely on boreholes. And in some areas, the problem, as I said, we rely on conditional grants. We just don't have enough money. But, but, but what, I'm, what I'm asking you is, what are the people in the villages who don't necessarily have boreholes, who have dams, uh, you know, who go to rivers, as we've been told, that are far away to try and get water, who are risking their lives, women and girls risking their lives, having to walk in the bushes to get water. You are saying to those people that effectively you've done your best for now and they will just have to wait until whichever day that may come, sometime in whichever future, where you'll be able to change their situation? Well, it's a, a challenge that unfortunately we cannot uh, shy away from, that uh, we are confronted with. It is a pertinent question, indeed. Um, that is why it becomes important, even on our part, to ensure that even with the conditional grants that we are getting, for instance, this financial year, so far we have spent just over 80% of the uh, conditional grants, particularly the, the, the MIG. So those are just the efforts that we have to ensure that even with the little money that we get, we need to make sure that we provide the services as expected. Do, do you think of your efforts are enough? Do you think your efforts are a good enough explanation to the people that haven't had water for years? To somebody who should be doesn't have water, um, this may not be comforting. That uh, we acknowledge, Katie. Yolanda Nell, let me bring you in. You are the spokesperson for Libelle Northern Water. The 143 million that was given to you by the Department of Water and Sanitation to provide interim measures, in particular to the people of Mutze, what has become of it? What did you use that money for? Good morning, and um, may I indicate that um, I have been listening to to the conversation so far with regard to strides that have been made in in getting closer to achieving the goals of of intervention in the area. And and despite the challenges that we that we have experienced and that we have faced and dealt with. Um, so much has already been done in in um, progress on sorry on Yolanda intervention. Yolanda let me do this let me take a quick break I'll come back with you after this alright the talking point with Kathy Motlasana weekdays 9am till midday if you've just tuned in, we're in our municipal watch slot and for this week, we're looking at the Sikukuna District Municipality and its failure to provide water to the uh, local municipalities under it. And we've been hearing from a number of you that have been explaining just how bad the situation has been. I mean, imagine local hospitals not having access to water. They're being supplied by tanks and we're told that this has been taking place for years. Yolanda Nell is with Libelle Northern Water. Yolanda, my question to you was about uh, the 143 million rand that was announced as an intervention uh, from Minister Lindiwe Sisulu last year. What has Libelle Northern Water done with that money? Thank you very much um, for, for the opportunity. I was um, trying to allude to the fact that so many strides have already been made in getting closer to achieving the goals of intervention in the area and the Mutsi Drought Relief Project. 
that we are the implementing agents of is part of, of the intervention in that area. Thus far, the, the project has been impacted on by a few challenges and um, it is at the moment at an average 80% complete. With regards to the project scope, it has been divided into two parts. If I may take you through it, if that would also assist. Um, that would include consultant services for development and refurbishment of boreholes and installation of water tanks in the Mutsi area, which is currently at um, 62% complete. There is the supply delivery registration operations and maintenance of 20 water tankers in the Mutsi area that um, has been included in it. The walk, the, sorry, the work there is 100% um, complete, say, for the registration of seven of those tankers. Um, with regards to the, the installation of water tanks, um, the 96 villages had to be supplied by, by water, by water um, tanks and tankers and um, the installation of those tanks has been complete thus far, according to the team on the ground. Where, where, where have those tanks been installed? In 96 villages in all wards in Mutsi area. Okay. All right. And then a consolidated report following the verification of the status of those storage tanks in those villages is expected to be availed to the stakeholders in due course. And then the procurement of the water cart, as I indicated, 13 of those water tankers have been transferred to um, SDM, to Sekakuni District Municipality. The remaining are in the finalization stages of, of registration. So, as, and as, so as, as far as you're concerned, you believe that a significant part of the project has been completed? As far as the information that I have received from our operations team. Sorry, there's also the medium-term project scope that, that I could elaborate on if, if allowed. Um, that, uh, that includes the refurbishment of 16 um, boreholes that's in the progress. Nine of those boreholes are being developed and equipped. Um, two of the boreholes at Philadelphia Hospital are already in in use and supplying the facility, according to what according to the information I was given. Um, that also links up to the concern raised by the gentleman from the community forum that um, that was mentioned earlier. Yeah, look, sorry to come in there, Yolanda. I mean, it doesn't make sense that you are saying that there has been a delivery of water tankers to these villages when we are hearing from people who stay in some of these villages who are saying that they have not seen any water tanks. Muloko, um, from a district municipality perspective, have you been able to conduct an audit of these tanks that are said to have been delivered? What have you seen? Well, so far, I do not necessarily have uh, that information handy. But uh, indeed, that is, the work has been continuing. Um, the stand, for instance, were constructed for those tanks, were constructed by the locals. I am aware that, of course, uh, 
tanks were put up there in uh, various villages. The, the only difficulty that I have is that this is more of an operation that's being led by the Nepal and Southern Water, uh, the expenditure and uh, all this uh, the, uh, other issues are really being led by, by them. Of course, we, 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 we are working together. This is happening in our jurisdiction. But uh, I was hoping that perhaps you can get more details from them. I, I, I'm just a little bit afraid of, uh, you know, committing on something that uh, I may not have details of. Uh, Amanda, how big are the, uh, sorry, Yolanda, how, how big are the tanks that you're, that you're suppri- supplying? We're talking of 5,000 litre water tanks. So, so how many people can they service? I assume if if we can calculate it over ninety six villages, we will be able to to um get to the figure. No, but but I'm asking you that in, in if you've put a five thousand liter tank in a village, how many people are you expecting to get water from that tank? I would have to verify that with our operations team. Not um, quite clued up on on the on the figure of being able to to um, serve. Uh, how, many how, how, how often numbers. how often are they refilled? Um, as far as I know, the the tankers have to be be getting the water from two gantries that have been set up, and that the tankers are being that that the tankers have been. Handed to the Sekakuni District Municipality. So, so as far um, as you know, who is mm-hmm. who is responsible for refilling these tankers? As far as I was of the understanding, it is the municipality, but um, I could also verify <laughs> that again. The municipality doesn't me, even know me, if you've put up the tanks, and they're the ones that are supposed to be refilling. Uh, sorry, can, can I just also interject there? As I indicated, the the tanks, um, the, the the installation thereof had to be verified through a consolidated report that was now done. And as I indicated earlier, the issue of the tanks that have also apparently been some of it's been stolen and some of it been vandalised. Um, that report is going to get available to the stakeholders in due course. Moloko, come in very briefly. I've got a break coming up. No, thanks. Well, the, the, the trucks that were given to us, remember, we are the ones who are managing or operating the water treatment works. Um, so we are operating these trucks, supplying the areas. But of course, as I was saying, in terms of the actual number of tanks on the ground, that is some information that I was hoping because when you said the Lepelle would be joining in, um, I thought that that is the information that uh, they would provide. But indeed, we are. As so, 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 here, here's my difficulty. Lepelle Northern Water says they've put 30, 95 uh, tankers out in communities to supply water. They say you are responsible for refilling those tankers. Now, if you don't even know, if you can't even confirm that, in fact, you have been servicing 95 tankers that have been put up by Lepelle Northern Water, how can we believe that anything that has been talked about here is, in fact, happening? That's my difficulty right now with this conversation. Sorry, let me just take a quick break. I'm I'm going to come back after this. We've got a break coming up. Apologies. Hashtag SFM Talking Point.
All right, we're nearing the end of our conversation. Before we went to uh, that quick break, I, there was somebody who wanted to make a point from our guests. Uh, unfortunately, I had to cut you off. I'm not sure who it was. Uh, Mr. Pasha, was it you? Yes, uh, me, Casey. Yes, very briefly, please, for me, sir. Um, Casey, I just want to quickly man, uh, deal with the issue that um, about the statistics and you know, um, statistics South Africa. Well, I said in our, in our opening, in my opening statement that indeed there is water, you know, and that water that Moloko is talking about, there is no sustainable water supply. All these parts that they're talking about, there's no water. Mm. Like thousands all of right. all over the country and around our villages, but there's no water that comes out of, the, of, the, of those pipes. All right, Mr. Pacha. Thanks for that. Let, let me quickly go to the phone lines. I'm going to ask all the, the listeners that are dialing in, please let's try and keep it to 30 seconds in terms of comments and questions. Tabang, you're calling us from Denilton. Good morning. Morning. How are you, Sis Kelly? I'm good. Go for it. Good, good man. I, I feel like um, the, we need to get further clarity. I would want, I've got a question for Skukune, but it will actually be addressed by the Repelder Nota. My question to the President is how do they expect the Skukune district municipality to fill and refill water on tanks that they still don't have taps up to date? I think they were installed as far back as November last year, those tanks. And they don't have taps, uh, Taban? They still don't have taps. Then how do you fill a tank without a tap? Uh, I think they still need to deal with that before we get to the level where the, the district has to refill the tank. They still do not have taps. And there is the tanks were installed as far back as November, October last year. Yolanda, can I get a quick uh, answer from you, please? Um, yes, ma'am. The the process is underway to to verify the status of those tanks, and according to our team on the ground, um, that has uh, just been been done. The report is, as I said, is going to get handed over to the stakeholders. And yes, but when when are those. the taps going to arrive? That I would a date I would not be able to give you, but that should be part of the of the entire um, assessment process. Hello, in Mokopane. You know, it is shameful for this kind of people to come on national radio. Most of them they don't have facts; they're contradicting each other, and people are suffering on the ground. Just listen to the question I put to Yolanda. Um, Yolanda, I think you can do better, my sister. You, you you know nothing about the operation that you are claiming you are talking about here. Can you please just one day, if you don't have a fact and a clear, proper explanation for the people, please, guys, don't come on radio. Just sit on your home then and watch our generation because it's not time to play on this radio station. Mm. It's really disrespectful, says you and I. I agree When we live in this kind of discussion, for, 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 for grown up and it just come and lie to us. Disgusting system. Sello, thanks for that call. Sello, out in Mokobani. Yolanda? Noted. Thank you very much for the response. You, you're thankful for the response? We, we're noting the response and, um, yes, taking note of that. But um, thank you for the participation in, in the show. Um, the... The facts that that we had to clarify, we we have been I have been verifying it with our team on the ground, as I said, and um, 
we have been giving the the um, the situation, the status of y- Yolanda. What is do going you not right think? Now. Do you not think? that the people of Sikukune deserve better. The announcement of these tanks was made in July last year. Tabang says in his area they were installed in November. We are now in May 2021, and this emergency function of water to assist people during the COVID-19 pandemic has still not yet reached them because some of these tanks don't even have taps. Do you think that the answers you've given here are reasonable? Um, there were several challenges impacting on the completion of the project, and that have now been dealt with. The project is back on track, and unfortunately that has led to the delay in in um, being able to provide the, the connections immediately. And um, we are wanting to ask for for patience as we are moving ahead. Well, well, people have been waiting. They've been waiting long enough. The completion date, um, could I maybe just also give that? The intended completion date then or envisaged uh, date is August this year. And um, we are envisaging that there won't be any other um, factor impacting on that. All right. We're going to have to leave it there. I think at least the people of Skukune perhaps understand a little better why it is that they don't have water and why it is they're still going to wait for months even to just to get a temporary intervention such as the supply of water via tankers. They were supposed to arrive last year. They say they'll be ready at latest August. Will that happen? Well, we'll have to wait and see. All right. It's just after midday. I'm way too frustrated. Sakina Kamwendo does a much better job at managing her emotions than I do. Sakina, I doubt, Kathy. In this instance, I, I, you know, all I could say was, wow. I am flabbergasted oh. by how dispassionate is about the fact that people don't have access to water. Go to the constitution of this country to chapter 2 in the Bill of Rights. It says every person in this country has a right. This is an inalienable right to access to sufficient food and water. Did Yolanda not see this? Does she not know this? And everyone else who's involved with this. No, Kathy, you know, there's no way you can remain calm when it comes to things like these. Ah, oh, Sakina, I mean, it's just, and, and you, you just have to wonder. You know, one of the things that, that was in their audit report was they had taken 300 samples of water for testing about, you know, a third of those results came back and the water that was being supplied wasn't even good enough for people to be drinking. It didn't meet the standards. And so you can just imagine the raw deal that the residents of Sikukuna have been dealt over years, over years. Anyway. Why is that acceptable, though, Kathy? is the question we need to be asking. Yeah. And you will know that this is not a problem that's peculiar to Sekukune region. There are so many municipalities in this country where people cannot drink the water coming from their taps. That is, if they do have any water coming from those taps, because very often there's just nothing as well. It's absolutely disgraceful. All right, over to you.